Hey everybody, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and I am joined again by... Jamie. (laughs) And today we are going to be diving into the last two episodes of the first season of Grace and Frankie, which are The Bachelor Party, or almost The Bachelorette Party, and (laughs) The Vows. (laughs) Yes. Seems crazy already to be ending season one, but... I know. Well, I think we, we did this podcast so quickly with multiple episodes in each one which is not what we're used to doing with <laughs> rep level podcasts by any means so we did kind of speed yeah. right through this nice change yeah. of pace yeah. <laughs> so the bachelor party yes so uh we have uh of course saul and robert who are nearly in the nearly about to get uh hitched in yes. what six days or something is it six days is they mentioned that in the next episode the vows that they're six days away from oh that's wedding, right so, so there probably a couple, a weeks, couple maybe. more than that yeah <laughs> eight days <laughs> <laughs> and so uh the thing that i love about this is that bud and coyote were put in charge of organizing oh. the bachelor party yeah. who have no <laughs> earthly idea of what to possibly do well, if they were had been throwing a bachelor party the way they wanted to, which, you know, brass, tacky, penis balloons and, you know, penis candy, they would have been great at that. Like, that's that's what they wanted to do. And that's true. They, they would have been able to make that party shine. They would have had games of pin the junk on the hunk. And <laughs> I do love that, like everything bef- penis related. I do love that clearly before they gave this a second thought. They had, like, uh, Coyote had already sent out the invitations, which apparently had, like, a cowboy with assless chaps on or something. I feel like probably Robert and Saul asked them to throw the bachelor party, and they went out and just, like, immediately sent out that invite without waiting for any input from Robert and Saul, like, how they wanted the bachelor party to go. And probably Robert and Saul saw the invitations and were like, no, 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 no. (laughs) We want classy and respectable. (laughs) Yep. And I love that then they turn to Mallory and Brianna. Although Brianna's not the person to turn to for a classy get together, I'm sure. No, not at all. Because she immediately suggests like everything that would have a reference to balls and like pin the the dick on the balls or whatever she says. (laughs) But but of course, Mallory... um, freaks out she, yeah she oh i love the first that she's like throwing out all the things to do like she already has it like details she's like we're gonna do this this and this and then she finds out it's a week away and then she starts <laughs> flipping out and brianna has to like reel her back in yeah <laughs> you cannot plan a party in less than a week or whatever but as it turns out she can yeah she can why you couldn't plan a party in less than a week it's not like they needed to hire people to come and cater it or anything they were doing i know i found that very (laughs) yeah i mean i guess that must be sort of like the grace in her being like we need to have a month to plan anything (laughs) whereas i feel like mallory would have had it catered had they had enough time like she's just that definitely (laughs) definitely but as it is they had to mix their own cocktails (laughs) and actual yeah (laughs) I did. I did enjoy. It. They went. They went with the the. What do I want to say? The tradition of making some sort of alcoholic beverages that is named after the people, All like Salhitos and Robert. Rob, what was it? Robert. Robert yeah. yeah, for Margarita. That's Colleen fun. and Kyle did that at their wedding. There was the Colini Martini, <laughs> and the Something. Kyle Scotch. Because That's it. His middle name is Kyle Scott. So then, and he just, it was just like scotch, Kyle's yeah. scotch, is what they did. <laughs> yes, it was. Shout out to Kyle and Colleen. Yeah, watch uh, our podcast. 
watch it. it. Not listen to it. <laughs> watch it. Yes. Watch the sound waves, but don't listen. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do when I edit it. Although I do listen to it at the same time. But Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what I would do if I had a signature cocktail because I just yeah. drink beer. So I don't know how I would turn that into a different name. <laughs> right. A medicine. Beer. Uh, beer. <laughs> the, the mirror. <laughs> yes, the mirror. The mad beer. Yeah, and then you could be like, or you can be like the mad hoppy beer or something like that. But I don't like hoppy beer. Well, then I guess you wouldn't do that one. The mad light wheat beer. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know what I would do either for some sort of signature thing. I guess I could. I don't really like cocktails that much. No, I don't either. Mainly because when you I encounter like them in the wild, they're like extremely expensive. In the wild? Yeah. <laughs> when, when you're out in the forest and you come across cocktails. <laughs> I feel like whenever I'm at a bar with someone and they get one, it's like, especially in New York, they're like $14. I'm like, are you kidding me? I would not spend oh, $14 yeah. on a drink. No. Like, that's just crazy. They're definitely not that expensive here, but they're more pricey than anything else. You can get a beer for like $3 and oh. if you want anything fancy, it's like six or seven dollars. I did get um, a couple of times actually. We, we've gone out to Fridays. I've gotten a strawberry daiquiri with whipped cream mm-hmm. on it, and that's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are usually very delicious, but I would be like more tempted to make them at home than to like buy them. But speaking of drinks, I do. I did really like the <laughs> the fact that one of the guests made a connection between the party because it was so extremely dull. He was like, this is the worst party I've been to. And I was at Jonestown. And I don't know yeah, if you- I didn't get that I was, I was wondering if you would get it. So Jonestown no. is a reference to, I cannot for the life of me remember the name of like the cult, but it was, Jones <laughs> was the cult leader who, uh, for which like during that party, everyone drank the Kool-Aid and died. So it was like, oh, yeah, I have heard of that. yeah. So that was like the Jonestown <laughs> massacre or whatever. So it was okay. like, yeah, he was like, it's so dull. Like even that party where everyone drank the Kool-Aid and died was more interesting than this. Well, yeah, I would feel like that would be very interesting <laughs> if you weren't partaking and just watching everybody die. Oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That'd be so scary. But, um, so then Coyote tries to tries to liven it up by calling the one person who could liven it up, Brianna. Uh, and she, as, as Coyote says, she overcorrects yeah, she, the situation. Yes, yeah, she, she did. Oh, severely. Man. But and, watching Bud... Who's to, completely like, wasted. Drunk Bud is so funny. <laughs> he's, he's so awkward at this party before he's <laughs> drunk. Like, he just like all social cues are just out the window and he has no ability to communicate with anybody yep. but then when he gets drunk he's hilarious <laughs> he is very much hilarious and like i like how he takes balloons out like his idea of hiding or like covering the penis is yeah. the rodeo penis is to like put a little stack of um what are they not a stack i guess that's what you would say like a collection of balloons on it oh, balloons on it just make it stand out more yeah exactly I was like that would just emphasize it I liked that uh, the guy who was controlling the rodeo penis like didn't even give Bud the chance to like put no. something on it. He's just like, oh, I'm gonna immediately turn it on. He's like flying <laughs> off it. Um, like, okay, does that? I know, like rodeo bulls and everything exist. Do you suppose that that thing is like real, or did they make that just for this? Oh my god, I, I'm afraid that it's real. But like, <laughs> that's so, I feel like it probably is. That's so absurd, though. Like to. It is. 
Oh my god. Yeah, you'd have to have like a very particular theme for your party to have a rodeo penis in it. Well, I feel like any wild bachelorette party that could be worked into the theme. Oh, <laughs> Once for you're sure. Enough, you'd want to get on that thing. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I was looking at it though, and it's so. There's no like covering around the bottom of it all. You could easily have gotten your fingers like pinched or removed from anything <laughs> caught up that fucking phallus. The fucking schmeckle. Yes, the schmeckle. <laughs> no, it's true. Schmeckle out there. We have to talk to Mrs. Applebaum. <laughs> I feel like we see her next season. I'm pretty sure that's the woman who comes in. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, but already referenced to the Mrs. Applebaum. I know. But uh, I did appreciate that, like, after Bud tries to go turn it off or get it shut down or covered or whatever, then every single person except Nelson, whatever, Queller or whatever, is yeah. out there enjoying it. They're, like, yes. <laughs> they're like cheering for him. Seem to be. I, I, they all took turns on it, I'm sure. That was what they were wanting, was something exciting to, oh, for sure. to spice up the party. Yeah, and I love how the other thing that was mentioned that could possibly spice it up, which was uh, a stripper. Yeah. I really like that exchange where it's like, maybe there's going to be a stripper. Maybe he's already here. I hope not. As they, like, <laughs> he looks around. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there was a couple of guys that I wouldn't have minded if they were strippers. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Like Bud, for one, he's a good-looking guy. <laughs> Bud stripping, I don't know if that would happen. Maybe drunk no, Bud. but, you know, drunk Bud, I feel like he could have stripped. Yes, he instead of talking about, like, you know, what happened in the weather or whatever he was trying to say. Yeah. But, um, so, this guy, so, uh, though. Nelson? Nelson. Yeah. Ugh. Interesting time for them to introduce a very, like, openly homophobic character into oh, the show because they really haven't had that so far you know they've there haven't been any characters who were very openly against true Saul and Robert being together there were like his family was you know not they were they didn't care so much that he was gay they just hated the scandal aspect yeah. of it yeah exactly but, um, nobody who like who's very openly homophobic so I thought that was a weird time to bring in yeah, Somebody I mean, like Nelson. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's sort of like a reality of the of the situation, though. Like you, I don't know. I, f I mean, I don't know anything about lawyers, but I I feel like it's more of a conservative bunch than not. And so, yeah. if you're, it, it it's it's interesting that yeah, I guess there's a point where like people who have helped make you who you are, like just because they were helpful in your career, doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to really support who you are when they find out right. something like that. So yeah, it was weird to introduce it, but I imagine that's something that people must go through when oh, you know, confronting that. It just seems like an odd thing that Nelson, who didn't live in California, they said he lived in Utah, Utah would yeah. have come to their party, like knowing that it was a bachelor party because they were getting married, and if he was right. against it, why travel you know, multiple states no. just be unsupportive of it you know oh like, that, that was, was strange for sure strange. like and yeah. and he says like you know i'm your i was your friend robert but i'd appreciate you like shoving it in my face or whatever but like first of all it's not you know someone's going to be how they are and if you don't want right. to see it at all then don't go to it but that's right. the thing like he yeah he got the invitation but there was no reason that he had to come like exactly. as, as you say a party to celebrate right. them getting married like of course they're gonna 
talk about that, you know? Right. And and it's and granted that like until the rodeo fella shows up, like their party generally <laughs> speaking was relatively calm and like conservative, yeah. much to the disdain of like all of the party guests. But although who, there who was missed... a moment when when Saul was like, I'm suddenly in the mood for a penis balloon. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love it. You're only saying that because you can't have one. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, he was... Which, like... I don't know. That's the thing, because, like, if you imagine bachelor parties or bachelorette parties, like, usually it's a time where it's quite, like, openly crazy, yeah. and it would be, like, pin the penis on balls or whatever. So, pin like, the junk on the hunk, that's how they refer to it. Right, and, like, if you're gonna... You, you know, why I don't know why you would assume otherwise. Like, why wouldn't it be a celebration of that if you were going? So the fact that go to the party and then be upset yeah. about it is, is ridiculous. I agree. It it's is, very yeah. lame. But luckily, he um, eventually, Robert eventually speaks his mind to him and yes. nearly punches him. Yeah, I like that. Um, that's all appreciated the way Robert reacted there at the end. Yes, I know he got <laughs> all hot and heavy. <laughs> Although at the you end. Are it- so- Right now. <laughs> Although at the end it's funny that he's like, okay, no, I'm gonna have to. We're gonna definitely wa- like walk her dog for like 15 days or whatever it was. Right. It was two months. But two okay. months. But yeah, it was funny that they mentioned that. Um, I did find it un- slightly unrealistic that their party members would, you know, forego uh, a concert of Barbara Streisand to actually attend yeah. this event. I feel like they would have. Like they're probably pretty good. For, like the people who gave yeah. up the tickets or. Probably- good friends with robert and saul you know yeah they're definitely among the people who were like well the one guy he'd uh robert had slept with previously so i guess yeah they're pretty <laughs> close but <laughs> <laughs> but yes but the part of the of the uh, episode that i found more fun was the whole say yes night the say yes night yeah yes <laughs> the or the bachelorette party if you will <laughs> <laughs> nobody was getting married no the newly like- the newly bachelorette yeah i liked the way they kind of started this episode out with um frankie finally taking off her wedding ring yeah. like, like it was a, kind of a significant moment because they sh- there was a couple of other times where it seemed like she was going to do it but she keeps it on you know she's not ready to to part with that yet and yeah. then this is the episode that she does she takes it off and yeah she's making Away. <laughs> making real advances towards getting over Saul in this episode. Right, yes. Yeah, um, she's making, making strides. Strides, yes. But mm. uh, the Say Yes night, I, I like how that sort of comes about. Well, first of all, I like that Grace is really realizing that Frankie is struggling with, with this. So she's like, yeah. okay, we need to then do something about it. And so they have their Say Yes night. And I love that immediately it starts with like them having to change their outfits. Yeah. <laughs> although, <laughs> although I like... What Frankie ends up wearing is completely understandable, given given Grace's like, you know, dressing like with the way that she dresses and stuff. Yeah. But I found it almost strange that like Grace ends up being dressed as like a punk rocker. <laughs> well, I feel like Frankie wanted to just put her out of her comfort zone yeah. as much as she could with that outfit, so she just picked out like <laughs> everything that would really make Grace feel like she wasn't in her comfort zone at all you know yeah i guess i just expected her to come out wearing like a giant piece of jewelry and like really yeah, hippie yeah. clothes just like hippie, or just like um frankie yeah yeah <laughs> i want to like know where that. they got 
the clothes that Grace was wearing. I like, know. Them. Did well, they right. go shopping first? They did must have. Because like just destroy some jeans that were already in the house. <laughs> well, then, I, but I guess, yeah, maybe she could have destroyed, like, a different pair of Grace's jeans. But they, like, right. fit her like a glove. So I'm like, I mm, know. <laughs> suspect, you know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Grace just had those jeans. Saving maybe. them. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, then they go to the bar, which where Frankie a, had her first knife fight, <laughs> and, and it's a huge disappointment because, of yes. course, as with everything in life, it's all being gentrified by these youngsters. Yeah, it's all hipsters. All the lies built around yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> you're all fake. <laughs> <laughs> but the evening takes a good turn when Creed and some other guys start hitting them. <laughs> I know. It's like Creed. <laughs> the other guy i recognize him too from something but i I can't place him i honestly didn't look at him that closely but he's he's somebody he's like he's from something (laughs) else that we've seen yeah seems likely but creed yeah i was like oh this must be what happened after he's let out of jail after the office (laughs) 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 he finds himself at a a reformed bar Picking up older women with whiskey flights. Yep, or whiskey flyers, as Grace calls yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But we we find out then while Frankie's being bummed out yes. and they're both hitting on Grace, we find out that Guy had told. Well, Frankie finds out that Guy had told Grace that he loved her, and Frankie didn't realize that. Like had, Grace hadn't told her that that had happened yet. Right. So then she feels even more bummed out that Grace is like hiding that from her. <laughs> yeah. But luckily with that we find out at the end of the episode that although Guy most certainly did say he loved her, we recall and I think we saw this, right? We saw her, uh, Grace's reaction originally when yes. he said I love you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She reveals that she didn't say I love you back, which is yeah, she didn't say very anything. telling. She mm. just hugged him and didn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, then the fact that it's brought back up and she tells Frankie I didn't say anything like you kind of get the feeling at that point that it's not going to go well for Grace and Guy you know yeah it's which, on the way out <laughs> right which which is then you know it's it's clear that this whole guy thing is really her rebound from yeah from, from the breakup yeah which had and to happen. it's just I think it was a rebound and it just also it wasn't what she wanted like mm-hmm. I think if it had been somebody who she had a real good connection with it could have turned into more than a rebound but it just, she just didn't have any real connection with guy beyond right. you know having sex with him all the time right <laughs> going through tubs of Frankie's lube oh god yes <laughs> tubs and tubs but um in the end of this episode we also discover that uh, this was one of the top five Say Yes Nights, mainly yes. because Grace and Frankie have an excellent scene where they're dancing on the yes. bar. <laughs> I like that scene. Get down from there. I am getting down. I am getting down. <laughs> it's like when Frankie's like, I don't, is she like removing her bra or just playing with her boobs? I'm not sure what. But Hard to say. <laughs> what was going on there? She did have an anti-gravity bra on, so she there was did. no need to remove it. <laughs> and... Yeah, then they're just kicked out, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and they find out that her car got towed, which was okay because Frankie knew where the tow lot was. 
but was not okay because she had a lot of weed in her car. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. And then they just sit on the curb, not calling That's the taxi. <laughs> pretending they're going to call a cab, but they don't ever seem to actually do that. Yep, yep. And that's about it, I think, for that one. pretty much brings that episode to a close. Yep. And that then leads us to six days closer to the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) And the vows. And we find out that Robert has not yet wrote his vows. Yes. And that he's very worried about trying to write them because he feels that Saul is much better with words than he is. Yeah. I love that he's, like, going through, like, what if it ends up resembling more of a poem from this one guy? (laughs) Or a Hallmark. (laughs) (laughs) Or a Hallmark greeting. I'm not listening anymore. Just walks away. (laughs) Which I can imagine, like, being in a position where you're meant to be writing your vows could be, like, I imagine it can be stressful, stressful trying to try to formalize in words, like, all of your feelings towards this person that you intend to be married to and... If you're especially not, like, a person who's necessarily great at right. putting things into words like Robert seems to be, then it's very, very stressful. That's not entirely, like, the point of ours isn't to right. put into words everything that you feel about a person. It's just to, like, you know, what you're vowing to them for the rest of your lives, you know? Right. You know, vowing that you'll be faithful, that you'll always love them, take care of them, support them kind of thing, not let me write you a 10-page chapter of how much you mean to me or anything. Right. Or a legal document with (laughs) addenda and stuff like that. (laughs) I loved Brianna's reactions to this. She's like, did you, are you suing him for his love? I know. (laughs) Do you want him to sign this? (laughs) It's so funny. And then, uh, yeah, then I think Mallory's like, oh, yes, uh, it's very well-structured or well-argued. Well-reasoned. Well-reasoned, yeah. (laughs) But um, in the end, uh, luckily that turns out because Brianna, like, takes the entire document and strikes through most of it. And it, tur- yeah. it comes back as if it's something from the, the, the NSA. NSA had a field day with. <laughs> yeah. Nope, just Blacking me. Blacking it all out. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, um, as, as far as, like, this season goes, this is definitely, like, the most emotional episode yes. that they've done. Are, like, bumbles you know, storylines are very, like, emotion-heavy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, which, I mean, which is kind of gets the last episode of the season, you know, and emotions are running high, they're getting very close to the wedding, Grace and, or, um, Frankie and Saul are moving out of their house together. Yeah. So, I thought that was, it was an interesting change of pace for this episode. Yeah, and I think it was definitely, like, in part, it needed to give us something to latch on to for the next season. Right. You know, especially what happens at the end of this episode. Right. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was very emotional and just even more so because we've seen all of the characters up to this point struggling somewhat with the separation and realizing that like what they had in their previous life is over. And I don't know, I guess like the, we had some pretty good emotional times in like the first episode too, especially with Grace coming to terms with like what it meant to be breaking up with with Robert and right and stuff like that, but but yeah, we have uh, some stuff between Saul and and Robert and Saul and Saul in the center of everything, which is yeah. it was a very Saul heavy episode, and he was wearing that ugly shirt the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh I my just gosh. 
I did like that uh, Grace at some points, like, why is everyone jumping on the Saul train? Like, what's yeah. going on here? <laughs> uh, so, should we just discuss that storyline uh, and get it out please? of the way? Because that's the big focal point of this episode is that Grace and Frankie, nope, that <laughs> Frankie and Saul. <laughs> that would be a very surprising turn of events. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't happened. Um, Frankie and Saul are saying goodbye to their house, packing up everything emotional yeah and their, their kids are there they're yeah, the reliving whole home for like yeah. probably the first time that the whole family's been there since they you know Saul told her that that he was gay so everybody's back home and Frankie and Saul sleep together <sighs> <laughs> which is the most frustrating part of any of the things that have happened in this entire show so far yes uh, and I have so many feelings about it <laughs> please tell me <laughs> okay this is something like an aspect of Saul's character that I've wanted to talk about mm-hmm. for the whole season, but I wanted to wait until this episode to talk about it. Cause I didn't want to give away what happened right. in this episode. I feel like the show kind of does an injustice to Saul's character by not suggesting that he might be bi. Like they just mm. assume that he is, you know, a gay man because he's in love with Robert. But I feel like he was very truly in love with, Frankie for the first 20 years of their marriage mm-hmm. and I don't think that they were the type of couple who you know only had sex four times a year you know they were attracted to each other and they were in love and when he met Robert or when Robert kissed him or however you want to look at it he fell in love with Robert as well yes. and but I feel like that I mean I don't know like for sure but at that I just feel like they should have at least suggested that he might be bi and not gay they shouldn't have mm-hmm. just like overshadowed that and I don't know. That's something that bothered me through the whole, the whole season, because he's right. always like drawn back to to Frankie in a way that I don't think he would be if he was like one hundred percent gay. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. <laughs> absolutely, and I mean, I guess there's a moment where when they're trying to, I forget which episode it is in, but like when Saul and Robert were trying to figure out like what being gay meant to each of them and stuff, and right. he said at one point like, you know, for me. I'm in love with this man, so that means I'm I'm gay. Right. You know, but it's true that, yeah, I absolutely agree that he clearly had a lot of feelings for Frankie, and yeah, right. they most likely had sex frequently. Um, whether or not it was, like, a completely, always, like, a, a, a like, an, a sexual attraction versus, like, it was an emotional attraction, and that led yeah. them to, like, be able to, you know, routinely have sex or whatever. I don't know. Right. But, um, but, yeah, it's very clear that he loved Frankie and still does you know right. a lot because I don't know an important thing that I think was mentioned here is that like this whole situation helped Frankie finally come to terms with the fact that she right. it's over you know it's completely yeah. over she doesn't have the same feelings like when they slept together she said it felt wrong they weren't connected anymore yeah. she said and she kind of like needed it to happen she needed to know that their relationship was over, that there was nothing there between her and and Saul anymore, you know? Right. Which yeah. I understand, but I feel like that would be the case even if he was bi and completely right. in love with Robert, you know? Like, there would still be that disconnect, you know, between them because right. he's not in love with Frankie anymore. Yeah. So that that's one thing that, and I feel like you know, like the whole bisexual community gets overshadowed a lot oh, by you, know, you either have to be gay or you have to be straight. You can't be you know somewhere in between. So they, this would have been an opportunity for the show to have you know cast a character who was bisexual and to have shined a light on that and 
they didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, that's absolutely and true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They present it very much like he's in love with a man now, so suddenly he's gay. So he must be gay, right? You know. Yeah, but clearly, like they slept together again, and you know, he's not averse right. to like being with women. So it's exactly yeah. you know, even if he's not in love with Frankie anymore, like there's still a connection between them that is strong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and I, I yeah. And I, I guess that, like, that that sort of thing happens a lot. I guess, like, some TV is getting a little better at representing sort of the different sexualities and sort of the spectrum yeah. that that exists. But it's true that they're very much characterized as just, like, the gay couple now. Right, yeah. <laughs> you have to be gay because you're two men together when that's not necessarily the case. <laughs> right. And I feel like Robert's character is, you know, I they portray him as, like, a gay man. He had a beautiful wife who he didn't pay a lot of attention to. They yeah. didn't to have a lot of you know physical or emotional connectedness a lot of his personality was closeted while he was you know pretending to be straight and it kind of comes out more and more throughout the series you know of him being more i guess what you would characterize as like a flamboyant gay man yeah um but saul never changes saul is saul from <laughs> yeah. the beginning to the end like he, he doesn't have any part of him that was ever hidden you know he didn't have to pretend that he wasn't gay because he was just always himself you know right and i would even which is another argument for him being bisexual oh absolutely <laughs> and if not bisexual then definitely somewhere else on the spectrum like right i forget i think it's pansexual where it's like it doesn't even like gender is an irrelevant concept and you're just kind of yeah. attracted to like whoever you are to the person, emotionally yeah. yeah and i can see that being the case too for sure like yeah. you know he just found out that he had stronger emotional feelings for saul than or for saul for himself no <laughs> for, himself. For, for robert than than for frankie to an extent and yeah yeah so that's that's something i've been wanting to discuss about yeah. Saul's character from the beginning but i knew i had to wait until we talked about this episode to no it. <laughs> yeah yeah it's a pretty crucial uh crucial episode right but uh so yeah that happens and the best part about it is that grace tells when when Saul comes looking for um frankie after after they've slept together grace tells him to leave yeah. and that she would take care of frankie which Aww. was just like so cute you know and she that. goes yeah. out to the beach and she finds frankie in the same place that they were in the very first episode when they were out on the beach <laughs> together yep. and you know and she brings her back to the beach house with a blanket wrapped oh my around them just I love the way that. that they were at the very beginning walking back together with a blanket around them That's so, so cool yeah i love that part. scene <laughs> i just love how close they're becoming and obviously yes. they have still a ways to go and stuff but you know grace right. is clearly opening up to their friendship finally and they're realizing that like you know there's they've started to depend on one another and like you know really trust in each other's sort of like judgments and things like this which is which is pretty yep. cool but um i did like that when uh, grace came out originally to to talk to frankie she's like so uh saul stopped by and i slept with him to see what the fuss was about you know <laughs> yeah. like even, even in like the serious emotional moments there's still little bits of humor you know yeah no that's what i love it's like it's 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 definitely a hard hitting show for sure, but it never. Right. It's something that doesn't take itself too seriously, which leaves right. it at a, as a, as leaves a very like light note, like a light. It's light hearted in that way, I think. Yep, but you still you know you still get catches of emotion where you almost well up a little bit sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> 
And I <sighs> guess, like, yeah, Saul. The All fact that, that he even, like, went to the beach house afterwards and tried to, like, talk to her was annoying. I'm like, no. Uh, well, and I think he went there because he didn't feel like he could go home. Right. Like, he, like he's Grace, and she's like, grow up. You're a 72-year-old man. You need to deal with this. You know, you made a huge mistake, and you need to go home and deal with this shit. Well, and that's the thing, too, that annoyed me about Saul, is that, like, he... <sighs> He doesn't realize that, like, you know, this is something that obviously was, an, like, a, a huge mistake. But the fact that he even right. contemplates, like, not telling Robert, he's like, should I tell yeah. Robert? I'm like, yes, of course you should tell Robert. Like, Grace makes <laughs> a, a, an, an enormously important point. She's like, you spent the last right. 20 years of your marriage in this state. Do you want to start another marriage like this? And exactly. he, ugh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah. it was so much. Like I remember I the first time I watched this, I got to this point and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> like, no. But as we say, like it was important for Frankie, and it really helped her. It but was. a clo- you know, for closure's sake. But. Uh, but yeah, I didn't. You know, Saul was always my like least favorite out of the four <laughs> main characters. But I didn't realize how much I annoyed. Like he annoyed me yeah. until we started really analyzing the show but he is like come on you're 72 years old grow up yeah <laughs> you made a mistake you need to go and fix this now and yes you need to tell the man you're going to marry in six days that you did this <laughs> oh my god yeah uh, <clears throat> but yes i guess aside <sighs> aside from that whole mess that is um we also have then grace who <laughs> this situation is weird. Oh, okay. Well, I thought, it, <laughs> I thought it was funny because we have like a couple episodes ago where they mention that guy eats like yeah. when he's on Amazon in the middle of the night and he doesn't remember it. So like, I do like Grace, I do like that callback in the middle of the night when he's like come downstairs to eat lasagna and he doesn't remember it in the next morning then and she has to like break up with him a second time, which makes me feel bad for her, but it was also really funny. It was. And I like how originally Frankie's like, uh, was he in the same room? Like, yeah, was it, was it in English? English? <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, then they're like, oh no, it was an ambient dream. And, uh, <laughs> an ambient breakup. An ambient breakup. I was like, this is yeah. ridiculous. But, um, but I like that they recognize that too. Like, Grace is like, who does this happen to? Like, this I is know. not possible. Um, but Nobody, yeah, but, this anybody <laughs> oh man but having to break up twice with someone it's so annoying but this does lead her to vlogging yes she does vlog she's like and yeah not drunkenly because that just leads to random nonsense yeah. for her yeah. <laughs> drunken vlogging yields nonsense yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. <laughs> and immediately when she goes to talk about guy she mentions phil. uh phil yeah and then she's like really shocked she's like wait can't believe that she said that name. Yeah, the saga <laughs> so film. A little bit of a you know interesting development in Grace's storyline that will be continued into the next season. Obviously, we have a huge cliffhanger regarding Saul and oh Robert that's going to be continued into the next season. But we know that there's there's still something going on with Grace too. Yeah. Guys out of the picture, but somebody else might be in it. That is true. And. Frankie's just still sad. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Frankie will stay sad for a little bit longer. Yes. That's Frankie's future. (laughs) Yeah. Just sorrow. But overall, I mean, I think that's it from this episode, yeah? Yes, yes. That's all of my notes. Um, Yeah. Do you have any good quotes from the last two episodes that we didn't mention? Oh, yeah, we forgot. Um, I have a couple. I've said a couple of them, but which ones do you have? 
Um, from the last episode, Frankie says, I gained another pound today, but I think it's a pound of knowledge, <laughs> which is how I'm going to look at any future weight that I gain. <laughs> yes. I liked um, around that, too, when she was talking about the wedding she, or the bachelor party. She's like, I'm happy these fuckers are going to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then in the vows, Grace says, Frankie, I'm going to strangle you with the blender cord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. Um. Oh, when uh, she gets her makeover, Frankie's like, "Oh, I'll just go like this." And Grace is like, "You can't go in chip clips." Uh, <laughs> just random. Um, Would you like me to blow a little of my courage into your mouth? <laughs> That's the thing I love about those things too, because like she continuously says these crazy off-the-wall things to Grace, and I at this know. point, like, I feel like at first Grace was really shocked and like put but off I, by them, but now she's just like, no thanks, and like no, treats them <laughs> like they're normal <laughs> like everyday the, suggestions. That people frequently ask you that. Right. It's like, <laughs> nope, that's not terribly normal, but... Um, I like when Guy calls and uh, she's talking about the fact that she just made some, I, is it, oh, she had like enchiladas or something. She's like, I'll take a picture. I know how you love cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's it for me. Yeah, that's all my quotes too. Yeah. Oh, I liked when uh, he, uh, Brianna and Mallory found Saul's vows in the strategically labeled folder, vows. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh they are talking about how how good it is and how much he loves uh, Robert and Robert's just like son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's clearly hoping that it wouldn't be good so that he wouldn't have much to live up to. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but they do at the very end of the episode they have yeah. like a voiceover of Robert reading his vows <sighs> out loud to himself and they are so sweet and As Saul's doing the walk of shame. Yeah, Saul is slowly walking up to the house and you know like when he gets in there he's gonna have to tell Robert what happens, but you don't we don't see that. Nope. Um but for, for our listeners, this next the first episode of season two picks up exactly where this one is left off. So, yeah. so we will see find out exactly what happens when Saul walks in that door. Yeah. But um do you have any like final comments on your the whole season as a whole up to this point? Um do you? I didn't write um, any down. I didn't write any down, but I was just like <laughs> overall I think that the thing that I really liked about Grace and Frankie originally when I watched it and what I like about now is that it seems like yes there's a cliffhanger, but overall this season and maybe it's because it's so short, but it did a great job of like quickly introducing characters and the way that their personalities are like i don't think that we necessarily spent a lot of time because like a lot of series especially if they're longer it's a little slow and like there's a lot of lulls but this one i feel like grace and frankie typically it i have i have a hard time finding a moment to like do something else like i'm always involved in the episode yeah and if you look away you really like risk missing either a good joke or a crucial important event that happens in the series there's not really a lot of filler yeah it's all just like important things or funny things happening there's not there's not wasted airtime. (laughs) yeah and i love that about this i think it, it makes it a really like intriguing show and it, it, it catches your interest and, and holds on to it which I, I find Absolutely. really good yep. no I agree with that and it continues that way going yeah. forward into the next three seasons that are available so far <laughs> absolutely but yeah yes overall I am very pleased with the way this podcast is going so far as well <laughs> yeah 
And that uh, brings us then to the end of season one. I guess Absolutely. after this, um, we still have some discussion to sort out what is next. What will I, I be doing next? So <laughs> stay tune. Next week, and we <laughs> may be starting season two, or we might be starting something else. Yep. We had originally <laughs> talked about sort of interspersing seasons with single episodes of whether that be a discussion of like a longer a episode or a movie or documentary even, something like yep. that. Um, whatever it'll be, it'll be Netflix original. Um, but we'll leave you guys in Absolutely. the lurch and like in uh, in suspense. If, <laughs> if you have any opinions on what we should do next, please email us them at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter, NNO Podcast. And yeah, we'd love to hear what you guys think. If you would like us to continue Grace and Frankie, I wouldn't mind doing that. I wouldn't mind doing it either. <laughs> um, or we could definitely start something new and always return to Grace and Frankie in the future. So please send us our your thoughts. Don't send us our thoughts. That would be weird. Send <laughs> you, us your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, don't send us our thoughts because right now it's just uncertainty. So. Right. Don't tell us what we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as always then, uh, thanks for listening. Tune in next week. And goodbye. Bye. <laughs>